Hello. This is a quick disclaimer out front just to let you know. There are a few problems with the audio in this episode. We did our best to clean up my audio, but there are some weird distortions that occur approximately four times throughout. They only last about two minutes each, and it's only on my audio stream, so Ben's is all fine. Given it is listenable, we decided to still release the episode, as there are some good ideas in there. Once again, I apologize for the slight audio hiccups, and with any luck, they will be gone by next week. Please enjoy this live Bitstorm episode. Welcome to Bitstorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Trevor Scott, and with me in my room is Ben Slinger. In the Bitstorm, what did we decide? Palace? Bitcave. The Bitcave? Oh, that's, that's, that's good. It's like the, like the Batcave. Yeah, you know, a, with a bit. But, but, but it's bit instead. <laughs> yeah, hey. I'm here. We decided to get together in the same room, do a live one. Uh, yeah, I think we're just going to do our usual shit. Play yeah, some click much. pitch. This will be our first episode of the new year. So, Merry New Year, everybody. Is it our first episode of the new year? Am I going to get this done by New Year's Day? <laughs> no. No. There's that one in the buffer we have. Yes. This is no, our second this is episode. Our second episode <laughs> for the new year. Merry New Year from last week since we didn't say it then because we recorded that one like a month earlier. <laughs> Here's one we prepared earlier. Okay. All right. So, click pitch. For those who have not listened before, this is a game where we each have a random word generator in front of us. And on the count of three, two, one, click, we will hit refresh, get a new word, and put those words together into a game design. Okay. (laughs) Three to one click. (laughs) Inventor. Vengeance. (laughs) In vengeance. That's the name of it. So, I mean, it's obviously someone inventing something for some sort of vengeance-related activity. Oh, I think because we're in the bit cave. Okay. Then it should actually be the guy who develops the stuff for Batman. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, like, what's what's his name? Um, oh uh, no, n- not not the stupid movies with. Well, that's not just in the movies, though. I don't think. I'm thinking it's like you're working in a factory, all right. and you keep on getting these orders for all these like. Okay, so you work for like and... Wayne Tech in their just in their I don't know what construction like assembly line or something. Maybe you have to work your way up. Yep. So you okay, okay, I like this. So you it's a bat you're a, a new Batman villain and you play from the origin story. So like the opening cutscene is is Batman killing your parents. <laughs> oh shit. Accidentally. Accidentally. Because like Batman doesn't kill, right? No. But he will just like <laughs> like maim <laughs> yeah he he maims constantly he'll just like break your arm and leave you in a freezer or something to die right to freeze to death but it's like his hand wasn't the killing blow so it doesn't count as him killing him hmm. so they're they were like collateral damage when he was taking down fucking scarecrow or something like yep. this guy's parents were writhing on the floor with horrific images going through their head and, and the father killed himself and the wife. Sure. In the opposite order. <laughs> no, in that order, strangely enough. Like, that's how fucked up it was. It was like this Rube Goldberg-esque situation, and the kid's just sitting there watching in horror as the father kills himself, falls over, hits a plank, which fires a paint can up into the ceiling, knocks a chandelier down, which oh, misses the... Misses the wife, but the pieces... Misses the misses. Misses the misses. Yes, nice one. But the pieces go flying and, like, knock over a goon who drops his gun and it shoots her. <laughs> right? And so... And Batman's gone by this point. Yeah. He's gone. He's chasing after the scarecrow. So, this kid... We'll get some character creation in there. You can choose yeah. your gender and choose your look and choose your... I don't know. Do you get any powers? You don't have powers. It's about inventing. You're an inventor. You're you're an inventor. (laughs) Right. And so you go, and the first level is the interview at Wayne Tech. (laughs) Where you're like straight out of MIT or something. You've gone through college. You've just had this vengeance burning a hole in your heart, this throughout your whole 
you know, adolescence and yep. college years. <laughs> you go the first level is your Wayne Tech to you. So I don't know, gameplay at this point, is it is this sort of an adventure gameish sort of thing or like dialogue puzzles here or um, I think I think this is just like the intro story. The the actual like the puzzles of, of putting these these gadgets together is yeah. is what what the gameplay is. Um for most parts. Is this VR? You asked. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm only bringing it up because then you can make them watch that horrific thing from, like, first person. Oh, and you scale, so you're looking yeah, up. Yeah, so you're looking up, you see all that happen. And and you've got to follow, like, all the things that, that go well, on. Well, why wouldn't you? Um, but, <laughs> but no, I was actually more thinking about if you're building things, like, it's a... It could be a fantastic contraption, sort of. Is that what oh, that yeah. is? Yeah. Um, sort of thing. And even the interview, right? Like, you could have oh, little I'm, things. I'm really liking the idea that at some point you've actually got to, you know, the virtual tweezers. So, you're actually having to use the, the grip and the trigger. Oh, the, like soft, the, like you can't squeeze too hard or something. Or... Squeeze too hard and then you're, you're trying to place and, you know, that... that to me has, you know, you've mm, got nice little tactile th- thumb of something and then the trigger, you know, you could pull that in so far. Yep. And then... If you pull it in too you far, know, you like break the, the little circuit board or whatever that you were trying to place into the... Or, or the screw that you're trying to hold, you know, to place into place. Right. It just goes... Flink, the the you know, soldering just, iron. That you- <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the idea of having tactile mm. sort of mm. things because we don't we don't get to use tools that much and have normally it's, you know you sort of just pick something up and throw it yeah but if no, you've I got like that, that idea. extra bit of squeeze mm. so you don't even have the thing that you're picking up you've got something else in your hands yeah. so you're never going to drop the um never going to drop the tweezers but you can squeeze the tweezers too hard you can do it too soft mm. and you could have a button to drop the tweezers maybe that's one of the ways you sabotage the <laughs> inventions um, no, okay, so so the real gameplay then is you get the job at Wayne Tech and obviously to start, you're just building whatever they build for Gotham. iPhones, I don't know. Maybe that's too <laughs> difficult to start off with. But the, but then you, you get this order for like this grappling gun and yeah. it's just, you, and you're it's making just one. one. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you see the orders come through. And every now and then you get it, it. You get a weird one, or it's just for like one thing, but it costs like thirty million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and you figure it, you, you're like, all right, this is my chance. And initially, you don't even get to build them because you're not high enough up the ranks. You just build the prototype. So, well, maybe you build sections of them or something. Yeah. But at the but at the start, you, that you can't do enough to like fully sabotage stuff. So yeah, like the grappling gun comes in um and you're building the trigger make like just the trigger but it's like there's not much that can actually go wrong with it's like because if you do it completely wrong it's it's just you failed and someone else will do it right yeah um but maybe you can like adjust slightly so that it it's it's harder for him to pull it (laughs) he's in the midst of battle he's oh god i'm I'm squeezing one of those you know (laughs) stress things (laughs) yeah exactly like he's really got to put a lot of pounds of force onto it for it to fire but he manages and he you know he can improvise he gets away but maybe you get some sort of score or after math report of like the report coming back down, you know, oh, next time could you give it a bit of a, of a lighter trigger? <laughs> <laughs> the client. It, it's always the client. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I love the idea that it's like the client requests that the that next time the um the trigger isn't <laughs> isn't like um isn't like a handbrake that's just been serviced by <laughs> You know how tight those buttons yeah. are. <laughs> yeah, I like that. And so, all right, and so you go through different things. The end game, like, you get respected enough in the company that you're now, like, building the key components or the whole things, and then just, like, a design for a bat suit comes in, and you just install all sorts of... You just install fucking, like... Trackers and all this sort of stuff, so you can actually start Well, I was just going to say, and... you literally just install syringes in it that when he puts it on, it injects him with cyanide and he dies. <laughs> <laughs> Like you've got that that far. No, but I, I think your whole thing is that you need a, Ro- a Rube Goldberg machine because that's how oh, that's your parents part of died. It. So, <laughs> so it has to be this like insanely complicated setup. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> cool. And so the game ends, ends with Batman dying, and that's it. 
No, Batman Batman escapes. Like oh. the whole how else are you gonna have a sequel? You know uh, the Batman's not gonna kill, kill Robin. <laughs> maybe. Um in your Rube Goldberg machine, you kill Commissioner Gordon. Okay. And that sets up the sequel. Right. Now Batman's after you. Yeah. Now he knows this new villain, the Inven- the Goldberg, the Avenger, the Avenger, <laughs> the Goldberg. Yeah, Goldberg. They just call him Goldberg because <laughs> all his all his things seem to be Rube Goldberg yeah. related. Yeah, he can't make anything that's just simple. <laughs> <laughs> I put the suit on and, it, and this ball bearing started running down my suit, <laughs> down my chest, bounced off my knee, hit me in the eye, <laughs> blinded me for just a second. Yeah, just, just a second, a Joker punched me in the face. <laughs> Oh, awesome. Right. Let's, okay, click, let's again. click again. Installation. Jamboree. <laughs> okay. Jamboree. What's the definition of jamboree? It's. I mean, I know it's sort of some sort of... I j- I'm thinking like a scout get-together. Yeah, I mean, that's where my mind went. Did you ever... Were you in scouts? No. I was in scouts, but I never got to go to any jamborees. Um... It literally is just in scouting, I think. Cool. A large gathering of scouts who rally at a national or international level. No, there must be. Is that really it? Okay. Okay. So, I think this is like one of those um, one of those designing games. Where you're designing, like, the newest and greatest um, scout location that has, like, high-ropes courses. And okay. So it's like a, it's sort of a high tech, well, not high tech necessarily, but like a camp, camping site. Um, Specifically, only scouts, scouts though. Well, maybe, or maybe they're just like your high priority. Get like that's the get. Like if you end up being able to host the jamboree, yeah. like then you know you're in the big times for your camping yeah. ground. And so, so it's so kind of like, like um, that newest version of SimCity that came out that. You were sort of building in areas with other people. Mm, okay. Um, in in this, you've got basically kind of like in um, you know the theme um, theme. What was the theme park? Mm. Was it that you you basically the more sort of stuff that you build, the more pull you get for for certain groups. Right. Yeah. And the more the more groups that actually like your your camp over someone else's, the more likely they are to, to vote. So I actually, I, when I was back in my really messing around with AI days and stuff, I had an idea to build like a campground simulator, uh, which this sounds like. Just because I love, like one of the, one of the things I love doing when developing, and I'm, I have none of the skills necessarily to actually do it properly, but just that idea of just like little people going around doing their things and they've all got their own little needs. And did you ever play, was it, was it Sim Golf? Sid Meier's, Sid Meier's, Sim, no, it's not Sid Meier, Will, Will Wright, I guess. It was a Maxis one, I think. No. Anyway, it was very much, you were building, you build out these golf courses, but like the little people come on and they literally just like play your golf holes and walk <laughs> around and they're either happy with it or not based on different things. So yeah, I like that for a campground where depending on where you put the campsites and the and the roads and the trails, you know, you could put it near where fucking bears live and that will appeal to the people who are more into like Thrill-seeking. Thrill-seeking, but, like, the families aren't going to be... Like, those campsites are going to be less um, appealing to families. And, you know, if you put them close to the water, then it will be appealing to families, but, I don't know, kids might drown. (laughs) (laughs) Or or you're having to, like, battle off between the fishermen and the families. Like, you know, you've got a lot of different... And you've got to be very careful about the lake that has Jason Voorhees in it. Exactly. Well, you can have all sorts of, like... Great uh, Easter eggs like that for sure. Yeah, that that's like you know in SimCity you have the disasters. Yeah, there's literally there's a serial killer <laughs> disaster. I mean maybe one of the things like because I'm thinking in the style of campgrounds here where it's just like you book a side and you put your tent on it or whatever. But maybe you can have a section of it which is literally like a summer camp area, and that you know that's an investment. But if if you up you know build it right and appeal to 
those people, then they're going to come. And then the scout thing is like, they're kind of the cross section. Like they, because they're interested in all sorts of things and they want all the different badges, it could actually be based on their badges and stuff. Like you get, you get badges maybe like that's how it defines how appealing to the scouts in diff- for their different badges. It is right. Yeah. It's like, you're the number one where, where scouts want to get their canoeing badge because you've set it up really nicely along the river or whatever. But you really suck for orienteering because there's literally no no yeah, yeah. landmarks around for, you, for them to actually. Yeah, yeah, use. exactly. Like, yeah, and all the trails. And not there's no high high trees, so your high ropes course is literally like 13 feet off the ground. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Well, well, because you have to cut down the trees to make your like summer camp log cabins, right? Like. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. There's a lot of different ways you can go with that. Uh, and it could sort of be leading up to, or it's like punctuated by the jamboree each year or whenever it is. Um, and you may or may not get scouts there, or you might get like the lesser troops or whatever. Like there's different scout <laughs> troops and you get the dodgy ones coming who just sit nice. around and drink beer the whole time. Yeah. Um, even though what, what age are scouts like 13, I don't know, whatever. It, it's that's it's, how it's all the um it's all the um all the leaders and stuff like after the scouts go to bed right of course yeah you know then there's just debauchery yes totally and you get your debau- debauchery badge <laughs> <laughs> and then um oh what's a good serial killer name Mason Sawney's <laughs> Jesus <laughs> so Mason Sawney's comes up yeah and out of um, the lake yep. Um, up out of the lake, uh, wearing what sort of mask should he be wearing? Oh, football helmet. So okay. football helmet. So it's not it's not related it's- to a certain other fr- um, Friday the twelfth or whatever it is. Um- <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. And just slaughters everyone. Um, cuts them off at the knees. Oh, it's all knees. Right. Okay. Perfect. Um, especially you know those. Guys or ladies down on their knees. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is the debauchery coming up again. Debauchery. Okay. <laughs> All right, I think we should click again on that. Three to one click. <clears throat> Affection. Mole. Spelled how? M A double L. Okay. <laughs> oh, sorry. Mal. Mal. Oh, no, is that, does anyone. I don't know. We don't really use the term mall here so much. No. Although it's picking up a little bit. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I live with a Canadian that I hear it. Yeah. Well, all I, anytime I hear the word mall, mm. I think of Robin Sparkles. Let's go to <laughs> the mall. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. So, affection mall. So, I mean, this has got to be t- high schoolers again. Right? Oh, like yeah. Some sort of... I mean, visual novel would be the obvious one, so let's not do that. Let's put some game. Okay. Let's put some fucking gameplay in there, right? Like, um, so the food court is where everything goes down usually. Of totally. So, if you remember the movie Mallrats, yes. how they were talking about how you've got a a cookie or a pretzel place that's off <laughs> off the beaten track that's not, not really part of, not, not part, part of the, of the food, food court. court. Yeah. Um, I like the idea that it's basically you're trying to. You're an offshoot, okay, from the food court, and okay. you're trying to get all the teenagers to come to your <laughs> your area, so you can okay. you can like um, so through marketing and stuff, through marketing, like uh, through sign spinners, uh, through and here's the cool Fidget thing. Spinners. No, 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 sign spinners. <laughs> you, you've seen how that that works, but they also have have a fidget spinner as well. Just to really <laughs> add to that millennial, I don't know, whatever. Okay, yeah, go on. Um, okay, so yes, you've got the, um, you've got the, <laughs> you just got the offshoot guy who's trying to get everyone to come up to their, yep. their place. Um, I like the idea that maybe he he walks around, you know, sort of dresses up as you can dress your character up as as like one of the cool hip teenagers wait and so is this up. an adult yeah it's an adult <laughs> right so it's it's bloody steve buscemi like what's up cool teens or whatever <laughs> yeah from 30 rock <laughs> yeah is that what it was i just see the meme um okay so is this a matter of 
of having to learn then like what the teens are into at any point I in think time. So. And you you always end up being behind, right? Because stuff changes so quickly, the yeah. trends change. So you have so, to balance that up against you have to. You I have know to, that we I know that we always go to dialogue puzzles, but I like the idea that you you've got like dialogue in which you can uh, slip in the right the right lingo. In <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, and, but it has to all be procedurally generated, right? Yeah. Like it's procedurally generated teen lingo. We'll hire some sort of linguist who can set it up in some semi-realistic way of like shortening words or adding things to words or just like putting random words and descriptors in there. Um, so yeah, you have to go and talk to teens without letting on that you're an adult. So you first you really have to listen and you pick up on like the fact that that teens are now saying, oh, well, that's so cloudy. To mean good, <laughs> and then three minutes later, cloudy now and means then, bad. <laughs> well, that's it. Well, well, that's it, and it does change, and that's randomly generated too. Like how long these fads and things stick around for, and so there's also procedurally generated fads of just like Fidget now we're all into fashigi, uh, fashigi balls. <laughs> or... If you don't know what fashigi balls are, just watch Labyrinth and what David Bowie does. Yes, is fashigi. There you go. Um, we're all into uh, cod pieces. <laughs> it's just actually a labyrinth revival going through the teen uh, no, thing is, population. I think of, when I think of cod pieces, I just think of Blackadder. Well, that yeah, there you go. That there's a it's all retro, right? It's all the '80s stuff coming back into style. Yep. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you have to, and then I guess you then make signage and stuff also that. Or yeah, you got to come up with like viral slogans videos. and viral videos, and <laughs> and you can just it, it's all about you know getting getting um, all the all the um, all the teen couples to come to your um, right pretzel stand or whatever it is. Well, I think it has to be something that's really not appealing to teens. It's like Werther's Originals or something. Just just all <laughs> Werther's all Werther's Originals. originals. Just <laughs> granny candy. <laughs> <laughs> Macintosh toffees. That's it. You just you're trying to make it cool. It, it's literally a place for like high tea, <laughs> where you get scones and, and jam. So and instead cream of a, and, and so that's the end game. Like the winning strategy for this game was replace the sign spinner with with a fashigi artist. <laughs> put signs up that say "Our Worthers are cloudy as fleck." <laughs> <laughs> and all the teens will think you're cool and cloudy. <laughs> they fly. <laughs> yeah, flies coming back. <laughs> all right. Um, on that on that teenage. Let's click again. Three, two, one, click. Stifling. Rank. What? Rank. Rank. Yeah. Now. That could be smell-based, like something's really rank. Mm-hmm. So stifling could work there too. It's some sort of <laughs> stifling rank smell. I don't know. Or do you have to stifle the rank smell? <laughs> yeah, I know. Smell, smell-based gameplay is difficult to come up with. Especially because there's like there's virtual reality for the eyes and ears. and like, Somewhat for your touch. For your touch, but not Taste at all and for the smell. Taste and smell is falling behind. Very Unless we so. get a Trevor's custom peripheral, which already exists because we've done this before. Okay. <laughs> I'm thinking one for taste and smell, and it's just like it's this. Thre- it's so it's bad this you three can taste pronged, it. <laughs> it's this three pronged thing, like you shove two of them up your nostrils and one in your mouth, and it's, it's got to hit the back of your throat. No, you like slip it around your tongue. It's actually like got a, um, it's sort of a rubber. Thing that you sort of you put your tongue in and like is tied around your tongue, <laughs> and then it plugs into a USB to your to your virtual reality. Oh God! Um, so you got to make sure you're going to make sure you got one more USB port available. You just hope the thing doesn't um, doesn't malfunction and too many chemicals get out and just burn the hole right through your tongue. Yeah, well, it, you know when you're playing um, when you when you're playing hot chili eaters. Pro 
2018, you do have to watch out for that. Don't put the capsicane <laughs> slider up too high. And when you you're, and when you're playing battery tester. <laughs> That's right. When you're playing battery tester for kids. Uh, <laughs> just be just don't put your tongue on the acidy battery. <laughs> That's right. Like it really adds a new level of stakes to these games when you know you could just get your tongue zapped off or taste something or smell something really terrible. Um, so I think let's just take this and see where we could take <laughs> no. this peripheral to. Oh no! If I've you just, had I've full just smell gone, and taste, I've just gone to Birdie Birdie Bot's every flavor beans, and it's like you got a shit flavored one. <laughs> you got the shit flavored one, Harry. Uh, thanks, Dumbledore. You're my mentor. <laughs> There's nothing. One time I got an earwax flavored one. It's like I just, I just got ate shit feces. Like fuck off. <laughs> no, I don't know. So, uh, I mean, we've we've talked about that dog game before. Maybe it's like a full-on actually having to smell things. <laughs> you play a dog. Um, and look, yes, you can lick your own ass in this game. Like the peripherals there, we're going to we're going to implement it. So, <laughs> the thing is, you have to actually contort your body to be able to do it. <laughs> you have to literally be able to lick your own asshole. If you could do that, we wouldn't need the peripheral. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm I'm thinking like, yeah, you, you, you turn in different directions and the smell gets less or more and you literally have to use your sense of smell to navigate around. There's no visual... <laughs> You're in virtual reality and it's just black. No, no, no. I don't mean there's no visuals. I mean there's no visual like indicators for which way to go and, and you're, you're objective. Yep. It's purely by smell. Um, and you do, you do have a, an achievement for sniffing other dogs' butts. So... Just be prepared for that. No. And three to one click because I don't want to think about that any longer. Oh man, I thought we were onto something good there. <laughs> it was pretty good. Stir. Squawk. Stir. Squawk. Is this a game where you play a cockatoo and you have to make a cake? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> no? <laughs> okay, so it's in VR. Of course. The touch controllers yep. control the wings, but you can't use them to actually do anything. You have to use your head to do everything. Well, what about your feet? Like, cockatoos use their feet a lot. So are the, are the touch controllers the feet then? Well, I think it's a combination because, like, what's good about the Oculus Touch controllers is they've got the, that capacitive sensing. Uh, the Oculus has the capacitive touch sensing, so they can tell when your fingers are on the buttons. So maybe you have to flap your wings just by, like, taking your fingers on and off the buttons, but grabbing things is squeezing or something. Or maybe it's just that the, the, like, trigger buttons are the wings and the grip buttons are your feet or something. <sighs> Yeah. Um. (laughs) And so you don't actually like you don't actually move your wings, like with your where based on where your hands are. You're actually moving your feet based on where your hands are. I know. I kind of of like the idea of seeing people actually trying to flap. Oh, actually having to flap. I mean that. Well, okay. Then maybe the wings are literally just. Based on you flapping your arms around, no buttons at all. Yep, and the and, and the, the grip is the is the the grip talon is grabbing. Grip. Yeah, talon grip. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so you, <laughs> I don't know because uh, I don't imagine cockatoos are too good at like hovering. So you're basically having to like swoop down, grab the bag of flour, <laughs> just do like, a quick flip it in the air. You know, one eighty around the around the bowl, and yeah. there you go. That's all, that's all you can sort of do. As just... long as you can get enough flour in the bowl, <laughs> and then like crack some eggs somehow, you just drop them in. Fuck the shells. Like that, the easy mode is just drop them in. There is a, or maybe you can like pierce them with your talons if you're really skilled. Um, but again, it's that. It's, it's that. yeah. It's like you, if you push it all the way, they just. Clap like <laughs> you're flapping and trying to squeeze at the same time. Oh, yeah, 
Oh, oh yeah, it's not going to be fun. I mean, I mean, hopefully it'll be fun. It's a game, yeah. but like, <laughs> it's going to be a challenge. <laughs> um, and just be really careful when you try and uh, get it into the oven, because you don't want to end up in there yourself. No, although cooked cockatoo maybe maybe good for your for your guests. Apparently, yeah, I don't know. I'm sure they eat that somewhere. I'm sure people have eaten cooked cockatoo in outback Australia, probably. Yeah. Given that cockatoo is pretty much a national bird, isn't it? Mm. Mm. They're fucking everywhere, though. Wouldn't be hard to get one. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> Three to one click. Bottom. Perpetrator. <laughs> uh, 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 yeah. I, was, I was hoping that it'd be somewhat, somewhat good. <laughs> yeah. That was somewhat good. Okay, so we're not making a game about entering an anus. Um, <laughs> oh, what a fun game that would be with Trevor's custom peripheral. <laughs> Those things have been already, Trevor. You don't need to invent it. <laughs> Trevor's custom butt plug. Yeah, but you you attach it to like the internet and it gets wider or <laughs> depending no, on No, I think you control it with your sphincter. <laughs> I think it's a controller. <laughs> squeeze, yeah. Squeeze, and you're having squeeze. to like break into <laughs> a bank using only the power of your sphincter. <laughs> oh, God. This episode, man, this is what happens when we get in the same room. <laughs> There's a reason why we don't do it every single week. Yeah, there is. And it's because we write games about anuses. Um, No, I was thinking more Maybe it's some sort of heist game Where instead of like Going, getting into the vault from the top You're getting into the vault from the bottom Like you you have to like dig underground Okay, yep to, To break into this bank Or something Okay, so you've actually got to um, Like you get taught engineering principles Okay. So you got to actually, you know, sort of be able to... Oh, so it's like um, a bridge constructor style thing where, like, there's actual physical forces on all the walls and... Exactly. Yeah. So that if you don't actually brace brace it properly... Okay. Um, the entire yeah. thing's going to collapse and you're going to yeah. die. Maybe you're breaking into a prison. Maybe you're digging into a prison to get somebody out. Mm. I like that. Just to make that a bit different. Um, and, yeah, so you're having to... Do all your engineering, brace everything. It's a really like it's a really long way, and so you need to put in amenities for like make sure there's air tunnels, <laughs> porta potties. <laughs> when you say amenities, I'm like, and over to the left is the restroom. <laughs> yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. I mean, it's all up to you. It's it's your game, man. Right? Um, I like the idea that you can put maybe a rail system in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for getting your materials down there and also for, you know, if you want to get them out faster. Because depending on how you build it, you know, you may or may not get caught at different points and have to escape and they, like, fill it in if you don't sort of... But I like the idea that there's, like, some other activities going on up above. Mm, That you have to contend with. So, um, you know, you've got to be really, really quiet when there's... Right, okay. Like, you've got to... You get to this one point and there's, like, um, a... I'm just picturing this, this like, really, really hard to break through stone, so you have to use, like, Like a jackhammer or something like that. And upstairs, they're playing musical statues. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you... Because that, like, the prisoners... No, the guards, I guess. That's what the the, guards do on their spare time. It's just like... The guards or the guards or the judges of the prisoners playing musical statues. And so they put the music on you. You can basically be (laughs) jackhammering away. And then the music stops and you've got to stop. (laughs) I just had this image. I I think your idea of prison... Like, I don't know where that comes from. I'm not sure if it's as much like kindergarten as you think. <laughs> this one is. Okay. It's it's the Ultramax prison for four-year-olds. <laughs> trying to break out your daughter. It turns out that it's, you know, it's all been in your head. What you're doing is you're really bringing them out of the childcare. 
Right. Right, this is, you're just an embattled parent, like, trying to get through all the other parents and stuff to get your kid out of this horrible childcare. Um, I just, I just saw that, that sort of vision of, like, these big burly guys, like, playing musical statues. <laughs> just well, I laugh. like the idea that you, I like the idea that, if the like, the, you treat it seriously, like, the game starts off and you literally think you're trying to break... Like Billy Knives out of prison. Yep. Um, and then you start seeing things like that where these things start creeping in. It's like, why are these people acting like children? Yep. Uh, and so yeah, it's like musical statues and like they get into tantrums over their food or something like who was eating what. Yep. And start like getting into fights except it ends up you see it as like a prison riot except the way they're behaving is like when it ends one of them goes off and sulks in a corner or something yeah um well the whole prison riot and and like stabbing and all that sort of stuff starts off with he he stole my lunch yeah exactly (laughs) he called me a doo-doo head That's, yeah, I'm not sure there's much game there, really, but that's a funny idea. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, what's that? I mean, it could be almost, what's that game that's coming out, that co-op one is like The Way Out or something? Or the, yeah. Yeah. With know. the two brothers. Or yeah, whatever. yeah. Maybe it's like a version of that. But it's a prequel, so it's you yeah, getting it's you in. digging in and then getting caught. I don't know. Yep. All right. Three, two, one, click. Mm-hmm. Javelin. Test. So you've got your big javelin test coming up. I'm just javelin, wondering what, where there's school. some gameplay in the people who test javelins for for air flight, and this one this one's you know got splinters splinters galore, but it flies really really well. Right. This one punctures human flesh far too easily. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you see a guy at the Olympics and just ah <laughs> straight into his knee. Yeah, but it, but it held, didn't break, so passes the test. Um, well, maybe it's a general Olympic sort of thing, or something. You're a javelin thrower, and you've got to come up with new new ways to pass the drug test. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of. Yeah, I don't know. There there must be something fun we can do with javelin physics sort of thing, like some sort of gameplay around having to do something only using a javelin. Maybe you have to, like, deliver pizzas or something. With a javelin. With a javelin. You just, like, insert a javelin into the pizza box and, like, throw it. I don't know. (laughs) Some, like... Stuck to the wall. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But it's vertical. <laughs> like the pizza's vertical. The pizza's vertical. <laughs> All the toppings are sliding off yeah. because the, the so people didn't fail the test. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I I feel like the idea of doing menial tasks via javelin. It's kind of like Homer in that episode of The Simpsons when he had the gun. Mm. Where he was just like turning off the light by <laughs> shooting it and stuff. So like you can turn off the light, but you have to use a javelin. Like it's like sort of wobbly physics. <laughs> I don't I don't know if it's VR or if it's more like a, you know, the guy. I think was it, the, I think it was the guy who made Quop. He's got that new game where you like getting over it. Yeah, the man in yeah. the in the like cauldron with the sledgehammer. With the sledgehammer, yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of picturing almost those sort. Not not that sort of puzzle game where you're just trying to get forward, but like those sort of maybe it is like side on. Physics like that with this wobbly javelin physics of some sort. Yeah. You have to like pull back to throw it at the right arc to hit things across the room. Oh, kind of like, remember Skate? How you had mm. to use the right thumbstick to actually yeah, to do like the tricks. tricks so I'm thinking javelin tricks, you know, you can pull back with the right thumbstick. Not pull down, but actually, <clears> you know, sort of pull back depending <throat> on which way you where you're going in. And it's which way you actually put it depends on the Yeah, arc. like how you fling it and stuff. And I mean, javelins kind of have a bit of give to them, right? So you could like thwack things with it. 
or just poke them. Quarter circle towards is you know sort of yeah, like a like a, a like whip. an underhand like a forehand whip kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> we're doing physical motions here, which we don't usually get to do, <laughs> so it doesn't really work well for podcasts. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, ben doesn't be. know that I've been filming it the whole time. <laughs> there could be something there. Uh, maybe. All right. Go ahead again. Yep. Three, two, one, click. Takeover. Stun. Uh, so, it's a Star Trek game. Okay. And the Enterprise... Has been taken over Is by... being taken over by Tribbles. <laughs> no. Ferengi. <laughs> Ferengi, okay. They don't, get, they don't get used enough. All right. They, want, they basically want to sell, like... They want to strip the Enterprise for parts. Yeah, and sell it for... Gold press latinum. As, as much gold press latinum as they can. All right. So... But it's basically but you Elite can... Forces 3. Yeah. So, no. <laughs> so, if you remember Elite Forces, both of them were actually based on, like, Voyager. Voyager. I think this is... So, this is after the Voyager. Yeah, Voyager this is series. a new ship. I think, th- I think we're creating a new crew. Yeah. But this this particular captain, yeah, because I like it that it's a captain. Yeah, he was, you know, part of part of the Voyager crew. So that's the reason why he became a captain okay. because he's so he's so experienced. In so who is it? Are you saying it's a main it's, character it's, or it's just random? It's a random red, red shirt, red that, shirt who managed to make their way up to captain. Yeah, but they've been through all the Voyager. Adventures, so maybe, maybe so you, you throw in all sorts of little references. Yeah, to like, so remember that time my old captain turned into a lizard <laughs> after going to warp ten. Yeah, <laughs> that was weird. Let's not do that. Remember that time that we didn't kill Neelix and we really should have. Yeah, we should have. <laughs> we should have. He's still here. He's still the fucking chef. Like whatever was he this shit? I don't know. Yeah, he yeah. he left in in the like the second last episode oh. or something like that. Well, he's back somehow. Um, all right, so it's a new crew. Um, Your first in command keeps on telling you not to not to go out and and like yeah. you, you've set up you've set up like a a little base. Yeah, and your number one keeps on saying, "Oh no, Captain, I really should go in your place." You know, yeah, you you're the be... captain. Like you're not supposed to be going on away missions. Yeah, so <laughs> the away missions literally being to to try and defeat the Ferengi. Yeah, that's like the overarching thing is. You've, there's like a skirmish with the Ferengi that might lead to an all-out war or something because I, they're I, getting too greedy. I like the idea that there's obviously a few more races involved, so it's not just the Ferengi. But it's yeah. I don't like, I don't want it to be like some Romulan or Klingon plot. I want it to be <laughs> no, some... no. I think it's I think it's coming from the like they just they got too greedy. They they want the Federation tech. And it's the best way of getting. They want to like take over and create a horribly capitalist society with them at the top. Yeah. Um. You know they're sick of this utopian no money shit okay. within the federation. So gameplay. Yeah. So is this a first person shooter like Elite Forces? Um. Or something else. I'm thinking. Or is this like a Mass Effect RPG kind of thing with shooting? Mass elements? Effect RPG with with shooting elements. Mm, that'd be cool. Um. And, like, we know that the Enterprise itself, like, the ship, yeah. is, like, you know, however many metres meters long, oh, all that sort of stuff. It's fucking huge. Match, yeah. It, like, there's probably multiple kilometres worth of the floor that you can yeah. be going through with this. So, so the, the idea is that, that you're in, like, like some cargo hold in the back. Okay. And you've, you've got, got to gradually... Go oh, the take... whole game is just this, them on the ship. I was, I was more picturing that the game was then a broader political thing going on, where at some point, yes, you end up having to fight Ferengi on your ship, but like that's like closer to the end. Then at that point, I like that idea. It's, cool, I mean, it's kind of like the, the idea that you don't, you you at the back, and you've got like they they. Have so many of the um, of the critical systems that they've sort of okay. taken over. Actually, that could so, be alright because then it'd be a bit more like an episodic, like it'd feel like an episode of Star Trek. Yeah, right. It's 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 a little less broad. It's a, it's a bit like more of a narrow that focus. That um, you know, in the intro, you um, you have like a, a a flashback sort of almost well, sort of uh, thing maybe it's to about- to like a Vietnam War, and what it is is he's playing it in the holodeck. 
like, okay. but um, okay. he's he's looking at he's looking at the guerrilla warfare and how they built tunnels and all that sort of stuff. So oh. the idea comes in that he can start using Jeffrey's tubes to to sort of yep. like okay. get in and and take. I like this. All right, so I think it starts. I, I like the idea of this being an imaginary series, like new Star Trek series. Yep. And so set it's after set Voyager. After Voyager, and so it's set. It starts with a previously on, <laughs> and you see. And so it sets up the idea with the Ferengi, like that. There's you know tensions with the Ferengi and blah blah. blah. And then yeah, the opening is like a sem- somewhat whimsical thing where yeah, this captain is like obsessed with the Vietnam War. In the in the twentieth century, yeah, and yeah, you play a bit, but he's playing from because there was no winners in the Vietnam War. He's yeah. actually playing on the on Vietnam's side, so he's actually running through tunnels. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, sort of going, it was really fascinating. You know, my ancestors and yeah. So know. there's like voiceover going, or maybe he's like, maybe he's he's going through this with another crew member or something. Um, so I'm wondering, should the, should it be things. the captain, or should the captain again be be female and he's first in command? Because I kind yeah, of okay. like the idea that you don't have to explain why you're going on all the away missions. Yeah. And the captain sort of tells you what you're doing. Yeah, well, maybe sometimes the maybe sometimes the captain does come, and that's when you get to put in. Then you're telling the captain, like, uh, no, I'm pretty sure, like, <laughs> oh, I should be doing this. You should be captaining the ship." And she's just like, "Nope, I'm coming. We're gonna kick and, these Ferengi's butts." And, and she's butts. like. The best shot that you've ever seen, and you know she's yeah she can really hold her own and like yeah well that's it like well maybe you get to bring different crew members you know as you play I, through I kinda this like the you idea run that... into you know because I I think I think the Ferengi attack the ship while you're in the holodeck right playing Parisi squares what no I think it's while, uh, you're, it's in while, while you're in the Vietnam thing Vietnam thing okay I think like <laughs> suddenly. You're just you're yeah you're like in the bush somewhere and, and things like there's an earthquake. And the you're whole like, the there's whole, not meant to be an earthquake in this part of the, the situation. whole thing the just simulation. The whole thing just pauses and um yeah and, and you're you, like about to get killed by someone. <laughs> about to be run through with like yeah. a bayonet or whatever yeah. and it's like just stops just, it just freezes it. and you hear the computer voice like <laughs> captain to to captain to number to number one <laughs> captain and that's the thing you could just call it number one. Because that's all. Yeah. Like you can name your character whatever, but they only get called. Well, that's it one. again. Maybe it's yeah. Maybe Mass Effect style. You get to to get to choose sex and yeah, 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 all that sort of stuff. Uh, I like this idea a lot. And so there are. I think there are elements of Mass Effect, like conversation stuff in there. You know, you the first thing you do is make your way, you know, from the holodeck to a section of engineering or something, right? And meet up with the head engineer and that's like where that character gets introduced but they're locked out of engineering you know like and so there's a quest there that you know or, or yeah. at least a mission i don't know if it's full-on wide-ranging quests but but I'm, I'm thinking the first half of the game is on is on the ship when you when you get right. control of the ship then you get to take then it you're to like the, taking it back to the ferengi to then you can you know um start going off to um get you know maybe the klingon home world to try and get them like their get help some allies and, yeah and going to Vulcan and going to Earth and just trying to get as many allies to sort of mm. together to go um, take out the... Or at least to subdue the Ferengi, the Ferengi yeah. Um, so Stunned. I like the idea that maybe maybe the Doctor has come up with, like, I'm, I'm picturing it's the hologrammatic Doctor. From, right. From Why wouldn't it be? Um, get Robert Picardo back in there. Um, obviously, you know, there's a new version and Andy Dick play, played that, but... Oh, was it Andy Dick? I believe so. Yeah. Um, so, but... The captain, um, she really loves the the classic doctor, the, the classic um, version. <laughs> or it could be a new doctor, like yeah. I, I know, like the idea of it being Bob. We'll Bob get uh, we'll get fucking um, I don't know Benedict Cumberbatch. 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 <laughs> um, I like the idea that Bumbleduck, the the um, Klimber Bonk, <laughs> that the doctor comes up with a way of actually um, destroying the gold. Around the gold press latinum, so that it <laughs> so it's it like just... makes it worthless, right? You know, it basically it eats away at the gold, but then yeah. infects the infects the uh, gold <laughs> gold press latinum with like this, right? Make basically making the currency, yeah, you know, worthless. Okay, it's like a virus for money. Yeah, yeah. Um, I kind of like it, and I've sort of taken it from Rick and Morty of 
you know, it just it, turns it's, the worth, one to a zero. <laughs> it's worth exactly zero of it itself. Should, I think we should make a Bitcoin reference. <laughs> it's just like it ended up costing too much money to transact this. Uh, I, I really, I really like that. I think that would be a really fun Star Trek game, and there haven't been any good Star Trek games in ages. No, so. and the one big problem that I had with the with the new Star Trek Discovery, I um, yeah. it was actually set before. I know. They keep going back. It's like, just... Sorry, but how are you discovering things that we don't already know? Yeah. It's got to be set afterwards. Yeah, they really need to jump forward again because yeah. they've had two series in a row now where they've gone backwards, right? Yeah. Like Enterprise and then Discovery. Enterprise uh, was further backwards than what Discovery is, but still. Right. It's like, you're discovering things that we already know. Next one's just going to be set in, like, present day. Like, here's how the Federation was formed. <laughs> That's right. There was a fucking war. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we've got time for one more. One more. Alright, let's do it. Do one quick. Vice. Proficiency. Very proficient at my vices. Or so are you I, thinking I, I like it being set maybe Around Miami Vice. The TV show. Yeah, the TV show. I don't know anything about it. Um, basically, they they are drug cops. Okay. So, the idea that there's a um, there's a new drug kingpin in town. Yeah. And he's very proficient in... Okay. So, what sort of game are we talking? Um, I'm seeing it as maybe a police procedural. So, you, you're going out, you're talking to, talking to witnesses of... And it's like the wire or something. Yeah, and like you're, you're trying gritty, to like gritty police procedure, or are you thinking more law and order? Um, yeah, gritty, gritty. Um, you know, having to investigate. Um, maybe there's a death from a new drug. Okay, and you're sort of investigating that and that weasel poppers. And you can have sort of like yes, you you find the dealer that that um, mm. supplied this guy, but that only that only leads Ooh, you down. I one like sort the of idea place. of bringing in, um. Shadow of Mordor's system, but with drug dealers. And you so you've got CIs. like the tree. <laughs> yeah, you've got like the tree of drug dealers, and when you beat them down, you can yeah, you can either like bring them over to your side as a as an informant, or arrest them or kill them. Yeah, how cool would that be? That'd be really cool. <laughs> and then the whole thing with them, like if they get away, they remember you. Like you start building up this whole thing where it's like, oh shit! Now, and it also affects how you can go undercover, right? Yeah. Because if you go up against someone and don't beat them, then you now can't like go undercover well, in their area. you can go undercover, but the thing is, if they see you, then they're Well, that's going it. To... Yeah, it's going to be riskier. Oh, yeah. That's cool, actually. I yeah. like that. Um, so, I kind of like also, the Also, it's still sitting more. No. <laughs> I'm just seeing Law and Order now. <laughs> and then it's just orcs. He's like walking in up to these orcs. It's like... You guys see? Have you seen this man? Have you seen this fucking? I don't know, Hobbit. <laughs> the ringleader's a Hobbit. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> okay, no, back back no, to okay. back to reality. Um, I kind of like the idea that this is just some white dude, just some plain run of the mill sort of guy. Okay. That you'd never suspect. That does make the most sense for undercover work, I suppose. No, no, no. The the actual, the oh, actual drug dealer. The guy. Drug dealer is okay. Um, I kind of like the like idea. A, is that... he like a white collar guy? Then is he like running this from his fucking yeah, you know, high rise apartment or something, taking advantage of all his low income? Basically, his privilege. Yeah, yeah. That's why he's so proficient in everything. <laughs> because he had it handed to him on a silver platter. <laughs> um. And you play some hard as nails black female detective. Okay. I like the idea that she's, you know, the no-nonsense hasn't had anything handed to her, has, has had to fight yeah. for, for everything. I watched life. Keanu the other day. So you basically, what was it? What was her name? Yeah. High. Some, high. Yeah, I haven't seen it for a while. That's yeah, a anyway. That was a good movie. Yeah. I like those two. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> I just showed Ben right next to me. I had my Key and Peel, the complete series. Yes. That's on Stan. Watch it there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, okay. So, 
Yeah, I, I, I like that. So you get you get some stuff where you're just on the beat, like going around, sort of roughing people up to try um, to get info info out of them. And then once, yeah. once you get enough info, so you've got this like similar to, again, to the Shadow of Mortar, you've got the tree, they're all blacked out until you get information. About, and, yeah. and unlike that, you can't just go, oh, I just want the top. Yeah, no, that's like, it. You, you have, have to, to actually tree. have to go up the tree, and, and it's sometimes not just as easy as press Y to intimidate or whatever. Or you yeah, you have gotta, to you have to get some leverage on them. You or have to ask the right questions, and if you don't ask the right questions and don't intimidate them in the right way, they could just start lying to you, and that's yeah, the thing. Yeah, like, yeah, and the idea is that it becomes yeah, sort I of like, like that, a, and then you have to you have to compare it. Then have against, to corroborate. You have the to evidence. corroborate it with other people's. Oh, that's cool. So you're literally going around. Oh, I like this a lot. See, because you're going around, and yeah, you you you're just getting all the low level ones, right? And that can just be a third person kind of beat 'em up sort of, you know, even similar sort of yeah. combat like to to Shadow Mortar or the Batman stuff, but a bit more like down to earth. Obviously, not necessarily flipping over their heads and shit, but a bit of just interesting combat, um, using different tools, using the environment. You've got a partner there, and then. Yeah, when when you you get that the guy who who is your target, you've got this invest like this um, interrogation mode, and you can use leverage. You can maybe use things that other people have told you to like show your hand of well, I know this, and so they can either just completely deny it, or they see oh well, you've got the information anyway. So and but you can might end up getting a little bit more out of them, yeah. Or you know, dip, and again. <laughs> Shadow Mortal style, they can have their strengths and weaknesses that you may or may not know, but like some of them are really susceptible to intimidation. So if you'd literally just like rough them up and they and threaten to punch their lights out, like yeah. they're going to give you information. But other ones are more susceptible to a deal. Like if you offer them immunity, then they're more likely to give you information. And if you beat them up too much, then they're just going to like so I'm just shut down. I'm just wondering now, can do we take it in the way that, you know, there are consequences for your actions. So I if, think so. If, like if you if fuck you... up something with one with one low level drug dealer, you can't get anything out of them from that point. Well, or you maybe you get another chance, but it's going to be harder. Yeah. And now you know a bit more information about them, but so they're going to have people around if, them. If more you, protection. Like I like the idea that everything's everything's open. If you want to, if you want to start going around roughing up people, you can. Mm. But the thing is. You do it too much, and then you get internal affairs starting right. to look into yeah. into you. So yep. the idea is you can't just go around shooting people, yeah, because then you're going to be taken off the case. Yeah, but, uh, but that's really interesting. Because can you can you then go plain clothes and and you're really trying to you've got a personal reason as to why you want to? I th- well, I think, and so again, I think the whole tree should be procedurally generated. Mm-hmm. All their strengths and weaknesses, who's at the top, who's working for who, or who has connections to who. And so if There's you just some story missions that are that are Yeah, but again sort of you, Shadow Mordor like Yeah, but you could but build... the sha- but the the um the mission can literally be um get three third third level um yeah. cooperations yeah. of Yeah, and of you this can build evidence. stuff up around and just incorporate the procedurally generated people into story based stuff for sure. Um, but I like the systems-based stuff and I like the idea that if you, like, again, like, I'm comparing to it a lot, but I really like yeah. that system in this context. If you screw up the interrogation of someone, they might shut down completely, but that means you've lost that link in the chain, right? Yep. Unless you take them out. And you maybe, you know, spread some other lies around to some of the other... Well, possibly, but I'm saying if you through, take... Through if you, your CI network, if you maybe, you take that, that you've built Well, you up. could, yeah. But if you take that person out, then they need to promote someone else. And that person could be one of your CIs. And yep. now you've got... And now you've unlocked that link in the chain up to the next level in the hierarchy. And um, you can start. Yeah. Or it is, might just be someone you know I is like susceptible to a deal. You don't know how many links there are in the chain. No, I don't think you see that whole field initially. You, you see... A bunch of low-level people that you are aware of at the beginning, but and even that, it's not like even that, the whole ones you, at that level. You find out from from this first case that this person is connected to this drug, and then you find that some other some other case that you're investigating, 
the same drug is found there and therefore you can create that. Well, okay, and I like this idea that, yeah, you start out and all you know is there's this new drug on the streets. But it's but it's turned up everywhere immediately, so you know there's like big time. So you've got like Mister Mister X. Yeah, and then how? Who knows how many links? And you don't maybe you don't know anything, but you have some areas, and so you literally have to stake out some like you have to go on a stake out until you see a drug deal going down, and that's how you get your first (laughs) chain in the link, like link in the chain. Is then you go over and you bust that person, and you know based on how well interrogation goes you might start making your way into the network. So, so it's, you have to choose the right area to take out because if you chose the wrong area based on the evidence, and it should all be evidence-based and yeah. procedurally generated that, you know, you hear and you see like grapevine that... Yeah, I think you get reports to begin with and as you as you start revealing more and more of the network, you can do other things like go undercover and going undercover could reveal like a whole section of it if you do well, right? It could reveal yeah. a whole section of this network and the people involved. Um, and the network might not just be people, right? It might be p- locations that they're working from and that could change as well. Like if they find out you know about a location, then they get out of there before yeah. you can bust them. So you have to like choose the right time to bust them. <laughs> and yeah, so you're basically creating this really interesting like graph basically connecting all these locations and places with tensions in different I kind of like the idea that in your office you literally have a board that has the strings yes. like attached yes. that that you can that you literally have to like draw a string from one to one Well, to I think it would probably do that automatically. For the most part. Well, or, maybe it's Or the, you, you have to actually create to the linkages. Make, yeah, maybe you have to create the linkages in some way. There'd probably be some helpers and like... Link you know. this to this through this testimony mm. that from your journal. And yeah, you're just yeah. an impressive record keeper that... Yeah, you, know. you, you keep journal stuff of it, like records in it. Oh my God, you did it again. <laughs> I want to play this. I want to play the fuck out of this. That'd be so cool. That's it. Those it's because, systems work really well. It's because well in no context. one else has used the Nemesis system, and it sucks that they haven't. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree. It's a cool. It's cool. Well, it's not just specifically the Nemesis system, although we have stolen copiously from it here. It's just that idea of building procedural systems onto an otherwise not not particularly procedural game, right? Yeah. Like I haven't played Shadow of War, but Shadow of Mordor. Like, the world is the same every time. Everything's in the same place. But your stories are different. But your story's a bit different just because of those that you interact with, the, like all the, the, the people in that, in that um, you know, all your nemeses. Um, so, yeah, like, I, I, I think there is a lot of place for using more procedural systems like that. And where the, the whole, and the the fact whole that game doesn't have to be If you be went procedural. to play the game, you know... Because it's a fully randomized system, hmm. your white color. Well, it may not even be white color every time. It just it just so happens that it's white color. Maybe. I mean, I feel like it'd be a bit more difficult because there's gonna, still going to be this storyline running through it, right? Can be maybe the this um, different name for the guy each time. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. always looks the same. Um, always lives somewhere different. Um, yeah. The bases of operation are always different. Yeah, that's it. Like you've got this whole city. You know, maybe just a fictional city. With different boroughs and different areas, and you know, different chances then of certain types of um, location, yeah, crimes occurring, or, or, or you know, more more likely to have the labs that are creating the drug here, but you're more like they're more likely to be selling them in these sorts of areas based on different things. Well, I mean, maybe that's randomised too, based yeah. on crime rates and stuff. You know, it's actually not the same every time. It's cool. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Cool. Well, All right. that We've is more than enough. With that one, I think. So, we will finish up there. Thank you for joining me tonight, Ben. Yeah. Thanks for having me over. <laughs> it's fun to do it in person occasionally. Yeah. If you want to find us online, go to Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, and we are BitStormCast on all of those. We have our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash BitStorm. Sometimes we do listener click pictures on there. Go back about five months and you'll see one. <laughs> uh, we are also on Podchaser at podchaser.com slash bitstorm. Uh, ben is wearing a lovely 
Podchaser shirt that no one can actually see. That's right. But or buy yet. Or buy yet. <laughs> this is limited um, edition. I've been told that I'm getting I'm getting one of the next You'll get one of the next batch. Well, well I'm not sure what the plan is around that. It's but. it's mainly because I'm lending him a gaming PC. Well, <laughs> so I can a actually PC play some that of these recent games something with um we're on iTunes where you can rate, review, subscribe. We have a website, pitstormcast.com. I'd like to plug the AGPN. Those awesome people out there at the Australasian Gaming Podcast awesome Network. Awesome Gaming Podcast Network. No. Yeah, they're just amazing people. Go check them out. Just ch- search hashtag AGPN on Twitter yep. or look for a- Australasian Gaming Podcast Network on Facebook. On Facebook. And check out everything there. Yeah. We'd also like to thank Curdust for the song Mount Defiance off of the album Containment Failure. As would I. <laughs> <laughs> Mainly because we're actually in the room that all that, that of that was recorded and written in. Well, rewritten in anyway. Rehearsed in. <laughs> yeah. Rehearsed in. Yeah. That shit. That was back when we first got this house, and that was nine years ago. Jeez. Nearly ten, nine and a half, something like that. Thank you for joining us this week on Bitstorm. Thank you for joining me in the Bit Cave, Ben. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott. Beat down that CI. <laughs>